If I could pinpoint the one thing that has probably made the greatest difference in both my business growth and my personal leadership growth, the opportunities, the doors that have opened, all of it, it would be finding and leveraging good mentorship. So today I want to talk about something that I get asked about a lot, and it's how do you find good mentors? I've shared many times over how I've had the privilege of working alongside some incredible people who have taken me under their wing. I am 0% self-made. So much of who I am and the things that I'm doing and will be doing has to do with doors that have opened through mentorship. Now, there's a caveat to that. You don't just get a good mentor and it all falls into place. There are some specific things you need to be doing personally to be teed up and equipped to leverage that mentorship. So this is a two-part episode. Part one is about finding the right mentors, what you need to be doing, how it works, all of that. And then part two is going to be leveraging that mentorship because a good mentor doesn't equal success. A good mentor plus someone who's in that phase of growth and willingness to be coached and doing the right things, that can lead to success. So I'm going to share the multi-million dollar win that I've had in my business, which has been finding and leveraging good mentors. I'm going to jump into it in just one second. But first, I want you to enter this episode with an open mind. You might already have a mentor. You might have mentors from afar. You might be seeking. You might be thinking, oh my gosh, I can't afford a mentor. I'm also going to talk about people that are not paid mentors too, both sides of the coin. Okay, let's jump into it because this could be one of the most critical next steps you take in your business. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact and you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy, success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. I used to look at people who had incredible mentors, like people everybody respects and admires and wonder how did they get in the room with these people? Like, what are they doing that I don't know? What do they have that I don't have? Is it money? Is it some kind of status? How are they getting in these spaces that I'm dying to get into? How are they getting the time and intention of people that traditionally speaking, 
most people can't get their hands on. And then a lot of times too, I will also say not every mentor has to be someone famous by any stretch. Some of my best mentors are the world's best kept secret. And I kind of like it that way because then they continue to mentor me, little old me. So I want to talk today about both the power of mentorship and then how to find, vet, and be the person you need to be to get a good mentor. And we'll talk about the different ways you can be mentored, the different ways you can ask to be mentored, the different partnerships and what it could look like. But the key to remember is that mentorship is a critical piece of growth. Critical. So many people love to pride themselves on being self-made. They're full of it. They've had people, good and bad, that have mentored and paved a path ahead of them. And don't be fooled into thinking that you magically are the one that can do it without any guidance, without any support. We all know the power of a good coach, maybe growing up, or a great teacher that believed in us, or a parent that saw things in us that we couldn't yet see in ourselves. That's the power of mentorship. It, it amplifies the good in you. It helps rework some of the uh, malfunctions in us and it helps us to really step into our our growth potential plus my mom has always said and I I used to poo-poo it she'd say it's not what you know it's who you know and I was like that's not true I'm in an information era I'm learning so much like I can do it all and then I started opening myself up to the right mentorships and the wrong ones and I'll talk about that too and everything changed for me When I stepped into leveraging mentors was when my business broke into multiple millions. So I know that not everything is about the money, but I can tell you that the millions were not a result of me just being taught specific strategies by these mentors. It was who I was becoming by being guided by the right people. It's a non-negotiable if you truly want to grow. So the first piece of the mentorship puzzle, I get asked all the time, like, how did you get to work so closely with John Maxwell? Or why was it that Jeff Smith took you on? Or all these people that people know and love and admire. And what I can tell you is me five years ago could have never landed one of those mentorships because I wasn't yet who I needed to be to get that great honor. And I'm not saying I'm worthy of great honor. I'm saying that A lot has changed from the days where I just thought I was entitled to have those opportunities. And I would look at other people who had those opportunities and I'd think, oh, I'd reach out. Hey, what did you say to get them to mentor you? Thinking it was like some special pitch that they sent. And realizing that even if they told me and then I tried to duplicate it, it was going to fall flat. Because it's not about what you say or how you convince someone. It's about who you are. So you need to be a desirable mentee right? You need to be so coachable. If you're in a phase of your business in your life where your response to anyone giving you feedback or coaching is, yeah, I know, or I already know that, or I know, but, or I already tried that, you're not ready. You are not ready for mentorship. I've taken on so many clients over the years in a one-on-one capacity where that wall is up. And if I can't help them break it down in the first few minute meetings, I refund their money because I'm like, this isn't going to be worth your time because you're not ready to be mentored. You're not ready to receive. You have an agenda. You have a way you think it should be. And you don't want to learn from somebody who's done something ahead of you. It's not about being worthy in the sense that you're not good enough. It's just being open and ready and humble enough and stripping your ego away. It's not about proving that you're, you know, at this caliber. That's a big mistake I see people make when they're trying to find a mentor and, quote, convince the mentor. It's like, oh, but I make this much money and I've done these types of things. The right mentor with the right heart isn't going to be convinced by your fancy stats. It's going to be the heartbeat of who you are, your value system, what you live by, your humility. 
you know, whether you're willing to put the ego away and stop trying to prove something and instead try to start to become who you're called to be under their tutelage. Some of the qualities and characteristics of someone who's prepared and ready to receive good, strong mentorship is that humility, right? Is that uh, resilience? Is the ownership, like they take ownership over their life. Another mistake I see people make is they think, oh, I'm going to hire this mentor and everything's going to change for me because it worked for so-and-so or it worked for them, but they're not going to apply the same things or they're not going to put in the same effort or they're not going to have the same mindset. You have to take ownership of every piece of the journey. It is not your mentor's responsibility to make you into something, right? To help you do something in a way where like the the onus is on their back. It's on you. And I think when you embody that, it's a lot more desirable to want to work with someone like that because they know, the mentor knows they're not going to be treated like some silver bullet. The other thing that I just had a conversation with someone that I've mentored over the years and I adore her and she was sharing, you know, it's really important to me when I find a mentor that they're in it as much as I'm in it. And I want to know that they really believe in me and that they are going to want to work with me and they're going to seek me out. And just having this feeling of like, I have a hard time having trust with them because I want, I want to feel like they want it as much. They don't. <laughs> they don't. And one of the greatest things I learned, and I'm going to teach this shortly, is this idea that it is 100% on the mentee to establish, nurture, develop, schedule, like all the things in the relationship should be on the mentee. It doesn't make sense that your mentor, hopefully you find someone with a great heart and they do believe in you and they they have a heart for service and all those incredible things. However, it doesn't make it their responsibility to chase you down or to show up for the relationship as much as you're showing up, you are getting the benefit. Even if you're paying them, if you've chosen the right person with the right understanding of what it is you're being mentored in, you are getting the benefit, okay? So you have to be the one to initiate, to be ready, to follow up, like all of those things are on you. So that ownership is key. I think another key thing when it comes to the characteristics or the value system of a, of a good mentee, someone worthy of mentorship, is a hunger. A mentor wants to see that the person they're going to be mentoring is so hungry and obsessed with with whatever it is they're chasing, that they know that they're going to bring to the table good ideas and wisdom and support, and that person is going to be fueled by their hunger, willing to put in the work, and willing to show up for it. The most frustrating thing as a mentor is when, you know, let's say, for example, you have a call every week, which is very unusual, by the way. Like, let me just put the preface on that. That's not typical mentorship where you're getting this person all the time. It kind of depends on the scenario, but just as an aside, one of the most frustrating things, if you did have a call every week, just to use that as an example, is the mentor brings to the table suggestions and then the following week, the mentee hasn't implemented them because they don't have that hunger or they don't have that willingness to work hard or they have a fear that's stopping them from just going and making it happen. So that's a key piece. Another thing in terms of finding the right mentor is it can be a deeply personal connection and finding the right mentor is crucial for your success journey. And that deeply personal connection is going to come from the humility piece and the vulnerability piece and the willingness to apply and learn and the gratitude. I can't tell you how many people that 
in my earlier years when I didn't really vet people, like if you had a pulse, I would take you on as a client. How many people had this entitlement attitude of like, well, I paid you, so I'm going to squeeze you and I'm going to get what I want and I'm deserving of this instead of a, a just a posture of gen- of gratitude. Now, as a mentor, let's hope that you have a posture of generosity, right, and service. But we're talking about the mentee today, and it's about who you are in this process, and you don't come in with that entitled attitude. So this is a major mistake I made. Some of you may have heard me tell this story. It was a $50,000 mistake, actually, relatively expensive. I've made worse, but I saw a mentor on the scene uh, maybe four or five years ago. I can't remember what year it was. But anyway, they were really popular and they were really getting people good results in their business. So I was like, I'm going to hire this person. And I I chose to completely ignore the value system of this person. This person was not in alignment with almost any of the fundamental values that I hold dear, like the virtues that I want to live by. But I could ignore that because I was like, but the person gets results and I'm here for business growth. I can cherry pick what I need. I can use what I need and I can ignore the fact that, you know, everything they talk about is the complete opposite of who I am as a person. Not to mention the fact that this person also happened to be, and there's nothing wrong with this, but they happen to be single, didn't really believe in marriage, didn't have kids. So it's, it's also hard just from a relatability factor that those are major fundamental pieces of my life. So how am I going to have someone coach me in business who completely disregards something that's the core of my existence in my days? But more so than that, I'm talking about the value system. So a few months into it, I was getting value. I was trying really hard. I had, I had hid them on social media so that I wouldn't see they're really, you know, I don't know, kind of more aggressive stance on certain values that I didn't stand by. So I wouldn't be distracted by it. And I tried to just stay laser focused on the value that I was getting from a business perspective. But I kept hearing that little voice, my conscience telling me, you know, Liz, this is not how it works. Like you want to grow. You're, this is not just about business. You're trying to become the leader you're called to be. How can you take the guidance, uh, you know, pay for the guidance of someone who isn't living ultimately living the life you want to live. And that's such an important thing to note is, yes, you might be looking for business support and growth, but if that person is living totally out of integrity with a life that you want to live 10 years down the road, if they're 10 years ahead of you, you might want to take that into consideration. I remember when I worked in corporate, the light bulb that went off for me that it was time for me to leave the company I was at was that I was looking at my manager, which would have been the next logical step for me in that career path. And I was like, oh my gosh, I hate his life. (laughs) Like, I don't want his life. His marriage was strained because he was a workaholic and never around. He was constantly going out and drinking with, you know, vendors and suppliers and people that we work directly with. His role just was required him to work crazy hours. And I'm thinking, wait, why would I want to follow the guidance of someone who's headed down a path that I would never want to go down? So you really have to take that into account. Now, here's where the ownership piece came in. And this is how I knew I was ready for the investment of good mentorship after this experience was because despite the fact that I invested the 50000 and it was a commitment, right? It was like, just because you're maybe paying it in a monthly payment plan 
does not mean that you get to decide a couple months in, like, oh, I'm done and I don't have to pay the remaining balance. Like, I signed a contract that said I was obligated to the 50000 A few months in, after a lot of prayer, a lot of conversation with my husband, I I came to him and said, I feel so out of integrity. Like, every time I'm on a call with this person, I can't even be in the moment. I can't even fully absorb it because my freaking conscience is conscience is getting so loud saying you know this is not the path for you this is not the path for you do not sacrifice your soul to get the value and the information that you think you need you can find it in a more in- integral way and so I made the really hard decision to reach out to my mentor and have a tough conversation and say you know I really respect what you're able to do with people I've gotten great value out of this but I'm going to be canceling this contract or I'm going to be canceling our time together. And I I paid the balance. I did not ask for it back. I did not expect a refund. And this is all about being a good mentee. People often come to you and they're like, oh yeah, I'm canceling. I want my money back. It's like, no, what was the contract? What did you, the reason I did that was because that's happened to me enough times that I'm like, I wouldn't do that to somebody else. So I paid in full the $50,000 and I moved on with my life. It set me back. Don't get me wrong. Like I didn't have 50K to just drop five, six years ago or whenever that was, four or five, six years ago. Yeah, it stung, but it, it was a good lesson though. I will never make that mistake again going into it knowing that I'm out of alignment with the person that's going to be leading me and you can't cherry pick. When it's about who you're becoming and your business as a whole, yeah, I'm not saying like if you join a co- group coaching program where they're going to spend six weeks te- teaching you Facebook ads, like you're not being personally mentored by that person. But this was a year long commitment where I was like deeply and intimately connected to this person and being guided by them in many ways. And I severed that tie, but I knew I took ownership of the commitment I had made and I walked away. So it's so critical for you to seek mentors whose actions in and outside the business and decisions resonate with you, resonate with your values, resonate with the direction and the person that you're becoming. And a mentor who embodies those values, you hold dear, okay? You seek their guidance because it's about more than just your business growth. It is about knowing that your North Star in that season is taking you to the right place. And you want to make sure you have respect for them in, you know, the the major areas of life. If they are cheating on their spouse, but you're like, but I can still get the business mentorship. People make mistakes, by the way. This is not me like, oh, I, you know, I'm throwing stones. I live in a glass house. I'm saying you do not have to pay to get life and business guidance from someone who is choosing to do things that you do not respect in their life. I'm not saying if they did 10 years ago and they were remorseful, oh my gosh, forgive and move on and you respect who they are and how they've lived up and lived with the consequence. I'm saying like if they are actively living a life that you don't agree with, like it's not the best thing to make that investment. You want to make sure also that they're actually achieving what you aspire to do. There are plenty of people out there who phenomenal marketers. They've got all the funnels that bring you in and promise you the world. But if you were to pull back the curtain on their life, you'd be like, wait, what? This this is what you've built and you're telling me I can build this, you know, empire over here. But you, you know, you're terrible with money, but you're trying to teach me about money or you're talking about business growth, but you've hardly gotten your business off the ground. 
It's not to say that your mentor has to be perfect, right? It doesn't even have to mean that they don't go through a season of hardship. That's like saying a doctor can't get sick. Like you can't respect a doctor if they ever get sick because they're trying to help you not be sick. Like that's nonsense. I'm saying if they've never done it, right? If they've never done it, and but they're per- playing pretend and they're really good marketers, you better do your due diligence to figure that out. You want to talk to other people who have been mentored by them, right? You want to see and get a feel for other areas of their life as best as you can without stalking them because that'd be creepy. And assess their achievements and their milestones and the challenges that they've overcome. I have a lot of respect for mentors who don't pretend to be perfect. That's a, that's actually a huge turnoff to me. There was one person that I was in talks with and they would not tell me about anything that had gone wrong. And it was almost like a job interview when someone says like, so what's your weakness? And you're like, my greatest weakness is I work too hard. It's like, that's the kind of answer they were giving me when I would ask questions about things they've overcome. They'd always paint it like a rosy picture that made them look like they never really went through a hardship. I want people who have been in the trenches. I want people who have suffered and come out the other side and better and who have walked through, you know, been to the edge of the cliff, but like survived and lived to tell the tale. And you want those caring, down-to-earth mentors. They can be, you know, multi-million dollar earners and incredible people. But if they, if that's all they present is like them standing in front of a jet and just trying to talk about how rich they are. And when you have a conversation with them, you can tell there's not that depth or that connection or that down-to-earth or that willingness to mentor. I don't know. That's a turnoff for me. I guess all I'm doing is sharing what what doesn't work for me that I think because we tend to be aligned if you listen to this show, these kind of things would be really important for you to consider. And I think too, you want to look for signs of that humility because although you have to be humble, you want someone who has that ability too and who has had to be that way too. And you want to assess the fit. If their personality makes you want to stick a fork in your eyeball, you might want to consider somebody else. <laughs> I would say that's probably more rare because when you build an actual connection with someone, you don't have to have the same, certainly don't have the same personality type to align. But what I will say is if if it's painful to be in connection with them, like that's probably a red flag. So you want to pay attention to how comfortable do they make you feel and ensure that their communication style is going to work for you. Are they the type that promised the world, but they never respond when they said they would? You just want to evaluate that and make a wise decision based on that. And then I would personally be asking questions about their mentorship approach and their expectations. I actually want them to tell, like, what are your expectations of me? I want to come out of this different than how I came in. I want you to set standards for me. I want you to have high expectations of me. I don't want it to be just this hands-off relationship where they're just like, yep, I give the information you need and what you do with it is your choice. I want someone that's, you know, cares enough, just enough to be able to hold me accountable. And I don't mean to hold me accountable at all in the way that like they're checking on me and did I do my homework and they're following up with me. No, I mean, hold me accountable. Like when we're talking, that they're willing to call me out when they see me playing small, when they see me not living up to that potential. And then most importantly, you have to trust your gut. The time, Every time that I've go- gone down the wrong path with this, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming, but I justified the decision because it felt good or it was shiny or the price was right or whatever the thing was. But your intuition plays a significant role in your mentorship selection. So go with your gut. I want to break down a little bit how you actually ask someone to to mentor you, right? This is really hard for people. And and how you do it depends on the type of relationship you're you're setting up. I went through many years of paid mentorship. And in the last few years, I have been in actually in mentorships where 
I'm not paying the people. They they are at a level in their business where they've shifted from uh, success to significance. They have more money than they know what to do with, and they feel super called to you know raise up the next generation of thought leaders. And the two men in particular that have been guiding me have not accepted any payment from me. They don't want payment. They are just truly invested in me. But I've had to do a lot of work to get to that point where I understand what's required of me and expected of me to be in a position like that. And how do I add value back into their lives, which I'll talk a little bit more about in a minute. So how you ask them depends. Is this a paid mentorship? Is it not? It's it's very difficult to, I would say, set the expectation that it's a paid membership. I mean, I'm sorry, paid mentorship. You don't want to come into it being like, so will you mentor me for free? Like not a good idea. I didn't ask for that, by the way. I actually asked to pay and they they personally said no. Um, so that was an unusual circumstance. But in the first eight, nine, really almost 10 years of my business, it was always paid mentorship. So that's where you're probably gonna start. If they have some kind of package or you're seeking out mentors, typically you're going to get on a sales call with them. Like they're going to want to vet you too, hopefully, if they're doing their due diligence because you want to work with someone who can who has enough success where they can turn someone away. You do not want to work with someone that will take anybody because if they feel out of congruence with you, but they say yes, that relationship's not going to be fruitful. So I think you want to really think about that vetting process. So typically you would fill out an application and get on a sales call, but you want to come to the table with questions, right? You want to come to the table with the right questions, how they set expectations, how do they communicate, ask them about themselves and their business, ask for referrals of past clients that they've mentored so you can get a feel for that. So let's talk through some different ways that you can present the idea of asking someone to mentor you, whether it's paid or not paid. This probably goes more so when you're looking for someone to kind of take you under their wing and it's not a super clean cut opportunity, meaning they're not trying to sell this to you. You've just determined that there's someone that you really respect and that you want to come alongside them. So one thing you can do is really present a powerful value proposition. How can this be mutually beneficial? Creating a compelling value proposition that clearly communicates what you bring to the table. What's in it for them? Highlighting your unique strengths. Are you willing to work for free? What are the skills you have? What are the experiences that you have that can benefit the mentor, maybe in their business, in their life? Explain how your goals align with their expertise or their mission that they're on that can lead to mutual growth. And then you want to personalize that approach. So researching your mentor's background, right? Their work, their interest, understanding their motivation, what makes them tick, what are their values? How do you align with those values? How can you tell them more about that? And then tailoring the idea of this mentorship request to demonstrate that you've done your homework, right? You're not just sending out this blanket message to everybody and you genuinely admire them and their work. So from there, initiating a connection is key. So before directly requesting mentorship, it will will almost always be 100% no if there's zero relationship and you send this blind pitch, even if you conclude the value proposition and the personalized approach and how you guys aligned, but you send it via email and you cross your fingers and hope for the best, I would... Bet the farm you're not even going to get a response, nor should you. So the the key to it is initiating some kind of connection where you can nurture that relationship, where you can 
facilitate opportunity from that. So build a genuine relationship. How can you get your foot in the door? Get creative, get scrappy. I can tell you that one of my mentors that you know and love, someone who I have deeply admired for years and has played a key role, John Maxwell, I literally bought a ticket and flew on a plane to an event where he was that he was hosting with 5,000 people in the room to figure out how I could get in front of him to establish this relationship. And then I did. And it was like, I was as scrappy as they came. Proximity is power. Get in the spaces that they're in. And it might take time. And I got that advice from a friend of mine who said, listen, you got to just keep showing up where they are. It might take 10 times. It might take an investment before you even get to the person. But how much do you want to be in their space? How much do you want to learn from them? There is so much power in that proximity principle. So go where they are. Meet them where they're at. You know, Offer to take them out to dinner. Offer to show up in an event that they're going to be at. What can you do to make it easier on them? And comment on their work thoughtfully. Contribute to discussions thoughtfully. Add value. Engage with that mentor's content. If they're someone you know you follow on in the digital space, attend their workshops. Invest in like if they have paid opportunities. Invest in the paid opportunities. Don't be entitled and think that you deserve some kind of, you know, entry in just because you're on the same page and you're doing good work. That mentorship request has to clearly outline how you guys are connected. They need to know who you are and and why are, why are you reaching out and what's the value you're going to bring to the table. So approach mentorship with a give first mentality. I know you're coming for growth and learning and to receive and to take. That's totally fine. There's no shame in that. You don't want to come into a relationship where you're constantly just trying to add value to a place where you're neurotic about it and they're not even mentoring you at all. But show your willingness to contribute before you seek anything in in return. Offer to help them with a project or share valuable resources that you might have or provide insights that they're that they're seeking, you know, don't offer unsolicited opinions and ideas that they didn't ask for. Just demonstrate your willingness to give back and be persistent but have patience. Be persistent but have patience. Sometimes you have to show up at multiple events. Sometimes you have to email multiple times. Sometimes you have to pick up the phone. And remember, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So if there's a point of contact that you can leverage that does know that person and can get you in the room or make that connection, leverage that connection and express gratitude the whole way through. There is such a key to wooing a busy mentor and approaching them with a mindset of value add and value exchange and make it clear that that mentorship is not just a one-sided transaction, but a mutually beneficial relationship. This is something that one of my mentors taught me early on, and it has made all the difference. And I think it's why I've been able to hold some of these incredible relationships and mentorships. Always pay for lunch. Now, this is more of a theory than specific to lunch. But the idea is that if you and your mentor went went out to lunch, even if you're paying them, Right? Even if you're investing $50,000 in them or you buy their courses or their programs or show up at their events, pay for lunch. Pay for lunch. Go above and beyond for your mentors. The value that you can receive can change your life forever if it's the right person. Go above and beyond. Do for them. Even if they are rolling in dough and you are flat broke, barely trying to get by, pay for lunch. And again, this translates not just to actual lunch and not just actual money, but what are you doing for them? How are you making it abundantly clear that you are so grateful, so grateful for their guidance? That's the idea of paying for lunch. 
Now, when it comes to brass tacks, like when you're like, okay, gets down to it, they say yes, adapt to the mentor schedule. Move heaven and earth to make your schedule align with their schedule. Don't be a pain in the butt. If they respond and say, okay, I have these two times available next month and you have a previously scheduled commitment, if you can, move the previously scheduled commitment to make one of their time blocks work. Make it as easy. People love to mentor other people who make it as easy as humanly possible to mentor them. And if they feel like they have to move things around or change times or do things differently, just instead highlight the value of being adaptable and reliable and flexible and open to whatever they need. That makes it so much easier for them to say yes. So the pros and the cons real quick on the paid versus unpaid mentorship, just to jump back. There are pros and cons to both. I have personally had huge value in paying people and and having someone who has a structured maybe framework that they're walking me through and they're guiding me through. However, I have found the most value in my most recent mentorships of people who are just in that season of life where they are willing to just pour into someone and they, they see something in someone. But for the latter, for the unpaid mentorship, I have had to bend over backwards a lot more as I should. Okay, so I have had to totally change my schedule on a dime. I have been willing to flex. I have been willing to fly to meet them for lunch somewhere if it's convenient for them. I've been willing to do things to support them and help them however I can. So I've, I've gotten a lot more creative in those relationships, but they've been a lot more fruit, fruitful, but both are incredible options. But my thought is more than likely the mentorship that you'd first be seeking is a paid mentorship. And it is an investment worth making. And as I give the tips to many of my clients, make the investment as the leader you're becoming, not the stressed out, overwhelmed entrepreneur that's trying to stop the bleeding today, okay? So make the investment in yourself and your growth. It's the best investment you'll ever make if you're being guided by the right person and it's guiding you to the right place. And if you're seeking mentorship, that is something that we do at Luminary Leadership Company through different channels. Now, we only take on a small amount of one-on-one people because we like to practice what we preach, and that's not a super scalable model. But at the very least, we can introduce you to other people that we know in the industry who can best support you, that we have vetted, that we know are incredible and in alignment with strong values and understand you know, entrepreneurs who have families or the, all the different things. Um, but if you go to Luminary Leadership Co. forward slash learn, you can apply to chat and we can talk more. And if it's not, if we're not the right fit, we'll guide you to the right fit. But mentorship can be one of the most valuable things you do in your business. And we hope to support you in some capacity, whether it's through that or putting you in touch with the right person. We love connecting good people with other good people. So there can be that synergistic relationship. All right. If this spoke to you, please share it. But make sure you tune in next week because we have part two of mentorship. But it's going to be all about now you've got the mentor. How do you get the most out of that incredible relationship so that it genuinely changes your business and your life? I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. 
And if there's a topic or a question or guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.